today we are beginning a two-part mini-series on navigating mental health in the church. And I have a wonderful special guest with me, my neighbor growing up. She used to babysit me. It's kind of crazy, full circle, but now we're kind of friends. You know what I mean? Um, But today I have her as a guest. We will also have her with us next week when we are going to be talking about depression. She'll be being with us again, sharing her testimony, her wisdom, her words of advice. So please stay tuned for that. This is a two-part mini-series. We hope you enjoy it. Thank you to the sponsor of this video, Faithful Counseling, for giving us a 10% off code for our viewers' first month of online counseling if you choose to go through Faithful Counseling, which is a website that provides licensed Christian counselors to do online counseling services that is cheaper than in-person sessions. If you want to go to the website, the link is getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time. I'm just going to have Kenzie introduce herself. Hi. I'm glad to be here. Good. So I have a fun little story I thought of this morning yeah. about babysitting you and oh, Ashley. I'm scared. It's not anything to be scared of. It's just a fun memory. Um, I remember one time coming here, and I was in high school at the time. Mm-hmm. I must have been, and so you were probably like five-ish. Wow. Um, and you and Ashley brought me upstairs into your little bathroom up there and you wanted to show me all of your clips and your ponytails (laughs) and your, all the different things. And you were just so excited to show me, but I don't know why I remember that specifically, but fond memories with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so do you want to share with them your ministry? Yeah. Um, so I'm Kenzie, Kenzie Story. Uh, I am the executive director of a women's ministry called Free to Be Ministries, which is in the Illinois, Wisconsin area, um, right near the border of those two states. And I'm also the new women's ministry director of a church in Chicago called 180 Chicago. Wow. And I also am a mom. (laughs) (laughs) So I have two little boys. They're three and five. I've been married to a guy named Alex for almost 10 years. Wow. And I'm also a DJ. Yes. Fun uh, side hustle. Yeah. So if you want to find us on Instagram or Facebook, um, Free to Be Ministries or Kenzie Story, look us up, look me up there and we can connect there. That's awesome. You guys should definitely do that. We follow her on our Instagram too. So yeah, (laughs) let's just support one another. Um, So we wanted to start off by saying, if you are a listener and you're listening in today because you've dealt with anxiety, you've dealt with depression, fear, stress, you are not alone. And we want you to know that it isn't wrong. It is not wrong to feel Mm. these feelings. You can't control how you feel, okay? So we see countless people in the Bible also who deal with depression. They write about it. And in the end, they, they have to wrestle through it. And they're honest with their emotions, and and they turn to God for help and for hope. And that is something unique that we have as Christians is just this hope that anchors us through these hard times. Mm -hmm. Um, But today we're talking about navigating mental health in the church. And I feel like there needs to be addressed this general struggle of people not getting close enough to each other to where Mm. we actually see our pain and our internal struggles. And depression and anxiety especially, I feel like, Mm -hmm. is really personal. It's really personal, it's vulnerable, and it's scary to show others 
how much we are hurting. And Kenzie has openly talked about in her conferences and in her posts and just in life when you meet her about how she's dealt with anxiety and depression. And that's why I'm so excited to have you with us because I want to know so much about you and your journey through this and I want our viewers to know. So my first question is specifically dealing with the wanting to isolate when you're Mm. going through these emotions and hide. How did you move past wanting to isolate and hide your feelings and how did you know that that was the best move for you to do even though it might have been going against the grain? Is it okay if I circle back a little for a second? Yes, of course. Um, So what I didn't tell you in my introduction as uh, Taylor has shared a little bit already, is that I am a chronic um, mental illness uh, fighter, mm-hmm. is what had, what I like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my introduction may sound impressive and all these fun things, but the things that you don't hear and see on a regular daily basis are the times when I am crying for no reason. I can't get out of bed. I have no motivation to move forward. And I feel guilty about not having as much faith as I should or um, whatever. And so I really like that you started this off telling people that it's okay, that you're not alone, because I think that one of the biggest misunderstandings with mental health is we hear verses like, um, do not fear mm-hmm. or cast all your anxiety on him for mm-hmm. he cares for you. Yeah. Or you see the the all-time famous mugs or shirts that say, choose joy. <laughs> and um, can I tell you that anytime I see one of those mugs, I just want to <laughs> shatter it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you own one of those mugs, don't feel bad. It's not like it's a bad saying. Yeah. It's just... For those of us struggling with mental health and yeah. not not just the common anxiety and worry yeah. that everybody struggles right. with, but like this is illness. This yeah. is the same as if you had a broken leg or yeah. a thyroid disorder. Yes. This is not something that we control necessary, mm-hmm. necessarily. This is not something that we just can exercise off. Like right. sometimes when you're stressed out, you you know, you take a walk or whatever and yeah. you feel better. So yeah. Just to echo what you were saying, yeah. that those of you who are struggling, just know that it's you're not a bad person and you're mm-hmm. not a bad Christian mm-hmm. for not always feeling happy. Yeah, um, Being a Christian is not about always feeling happy. Jesus mm-hmm. himself wept yeah. and had grief. If you read the part of uh, the Garden of Gethsemane mm-hmm. where he is weeping, and grieving over yeah. what he knows he has to do next, die on the cross. Yeah. Um, they say that he, or he says to his disciples, something along the lines of my soul is um, grieved to the point of death. Now that yeah. to me sounds like serious emotions. Yeah. So we know that Jesus, who is full of the Holy Spirit yeah. and never sinned, still had these emotions. Amen, girl. So anyways, just a little side tangent, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to encourage again that um, if you're struggling, it's okay. And yeah. it's not, not a bad thing. And if you're not one of those that struggles with the illness side of it, um, just have compassion for yeah. those that you meet and that say like, no, I, I'm really struggling and don't just assume that their struggle is something they can just right. change. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question about feeling, wanting to feel isolated or wanting to stay isolated, there have definitely been times, um, where 
with my battle. So with me, it's always been anxiety and depression, a a combination of both. And then with my two kids, I also experienced really bad postpartum depression, which is pretty common um, for women, especially if they've already struggled with mental health. Um, But that just, something about having kids, it changes your body. And it just cranked up everything that was already there. Yeah. And so there was definitely a lot of loneliness and a lot of times when I felt like I just didn't want to be around people. And um, it can be hard because when you feel depressed or anxious or whatever other um, is your experience out there, Mm -hmm. you almost get stuck because especially with depression, I know um, you feel like nobody's going to understand. Nobody's going to get it. Yeah. I'm too much. I'm a burden. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be the mope in the room. Yeah. Nothing of what they say or do is going to change what, how yeah. I feel or change yeah. my circumstances because, like I said before, this is not something we can just change. Yeah. This is an illness. Just uh-huh. like if you have a headache and you go to someone's house and they say, oh, I'm so sorry, and they give mm-hmm. you a hug and they're mm-hmm. really loving, you still have a headache. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there are definitely times where I've felt like, I just can't, yeah. I can't deal with this. Yeah. I need to be alone. Yeah. And um, I'll say this, that I think it's okay sometimes yeah. to be alone. Yeah. I think you don't want that to be your pattern. Yeah. You don't want to stay stuck where yeah. you're always by yourself. Um, but sometimes we have to listen to our bodies and mm-hmm. know that like today is a day for rest and yeah. some alone time. Yeah. But... In that, um, sometimes pushing against the grain a little bit and at least reaching out to a friend or two that yeah. you really trust. Yeah. Um, even if it's as simple as saying, hey, could you just come over and sit and watch a movie with me? Mm-hmm. Just to have that presence yeah. Yeah. so that you're not physically alone. Yeah. Um, sometimes we have to reach out to do that. So it's, yeah. for me, it's always just been about... Um, reading my body yeah and over time you get to know your illness more Mm -hmm. um and it's just about knowing the times when like okay this has become a little bit unhealthy for me I should probably reach out and like be with someone versus I think I just need some time to recoup yeah so I hope that answered your question yeah and you know what similarly with 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 me the longer I isolated myself from more people, the more anxiety I felt mm. trying to get back into it. Mm-hmm. It was like the inertia of being alone so much made me made it harder for me to get out. Yeah. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. 
And it's like sometimes you do have to, like, force yourself to ask someone for prayer. Yeah. And even if you don't, like, sometimes you don't always feel like letting people know your vulnerable side, but mm. prayer is so powerful. And and there's also something special about having more intimate friendships where they know yeah. your your deeper side. Yeah. And that's rare. It's rare. Um, but, yes, I feel like it's... I, and it's so interesting because you were talking just a couple seconds ago about how it's hard for people with mental illness to reach out because they already feel like they're going to be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Before you even tell somebody, I feel like it's already an uphill battle. Yeah. Um, and that's what I wanted to ask you. What would your advice be for somebody who is struggling with reaching out because they already feel like people won't understand? Like, how would you let someone know that there is value in letting other people know how you're feeling, even if they can't necessarily fix your problems. Um, yeah. So that's going to be tough for different people. Yeah. Uh, personality plays a lot into how we, uh, manage our mental health. Yeah. Um, so for some people, you're going to have more confidence. You're a little more outgoing. Yeah. So you just reach out and say, oh, well, if they don't understand. While others, it's very vulnerable. Yeah. And so um, I would say try to identify someone in your life that at least one person that you feel not judged by and you feel you can be the most authentic with. Yeah. And even if they've never experienced um, mental health yeah. issues, struggles, mm-hmm. where they can relate to you in the exact same ways. Yeah. Sometimes just venting it out a little yeah. bit and having someone listen, yeah. even if they don't know personally what yeah. you've experienced, yeah. um, can help because sometimes just talking it through is yeah. enough. But I will say that um, being human and being with other humans and us all being flawed because Mm -hmm. of sin in this world Mm -hmm. and we have to remember that uh while we do meet people in our life that can relate to us on certain levels Mm -hmm. um that actually the bible talks about that being one of the beautiful things about Mm -hmm. suffering is Mm -hmm. when you suffer you're then able to comfort those that suffer as well so we do find that in our life but we also have to remember that the ultimate person Mm. that understands us (laughs) is gonna be jesus yeah and it is very hard in this world whether it's needing to be understood or needing to be loved, or needing to be accepted, or needing to be approved of. I mean, needing to be fill in the blank, those felt needs that yeah. we all have as human beings, yeah. and we look for them in other human beings. It's very hard to be fully content and satisfied with yes. the love, acceptance, approval, and yeah. comfort, et cetera, et cetera, from God alone. Yeah. But I think the more and more that we believe that to be true, yeah. the more that we can be vulnerable with other people mm-hmm. and um, receive yes. what they have to offer, yeah. even if it isn't fully satisfying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, if you're feeling unsure about 
sharing that and they won't understand I'm going to be a burden, Mm -hmm. just find one person. Think of one person in your life that you trust. And you know what? If you're out there thinking, I don't even have that one person, uh, message me. Yeah. Or Ashley and Taylor. Yeah. Um, I would love to connect with you. I, I know we don't know each other personally, but I... I have a very open ear, and I'm sure that you guys do too. I know that you do. So start there, and at least through an email, maybe you'll just get some words of encouragement that way. And then we'll be praying and ask you to pray as well that God will bring someone in your life that you trust enough to talk through those things with. Because vulnerability is really hard but really important. Yeah, and you know what? Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're free to be team praise for the people who present prayer requests, right? Yes. On your Facebook? Yep. So on Facebook, you can message us or you can email us info at ftbministries.com. And if you send us your prayer requests, our whole team, which is about, uh, seven or eight of us, (laughs) I'm like trying to count in my head. Um, we pray over them together and separately. So that's absolutely something you can do too, but mm-hmm. just keep seeking God for courage and ask God to highlight that person in your life that would be a trustworthy source of yeah. open heart and open yeah. ears for you and your struggles. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and earlier, I'm kind of thinking when back when you were talking about that choose mug, I mean, choose joy mug. I've seen that. I've seen that. And as somebody who has been depressed, I feel like it kind of like perpetuates the cycle of me wanting to be more secretive about it. Cause I'm like, Mm. this is what Christians expect. When Mm -hmm. you're a Christian, you now have the Holy spirit and you should be joyful. And when you come to church, you should be filled with joy. You should be praising the Lord. Hallelujah. And when you have joy in your suffering. Yeah. Oh, there, there she blows. There's another one. Joy in your suffering. It, it becomes a standard that it's an invisible standard, but it's a mm-hmm. standard that every Christian feels the standard to be joyful, to be happy. And for me, when I was dealing with depression, um, it made me want to be more secretive about it because I felt like people would be judging my character as a person. Like mm. if I'm depressed and I am down and mopey, people would look at me different. Mm-hmm. They would question my level of integrity, my character. And this is a lot Do of... Do you really trust God? Yes, <laughs> yes. Things like that. And you know, a lot of it is an internal battle of thinking, mind reading what people would think sure. and projecting into the future. But there is a level of that standard kind of getting um, in our heads when we're dealing with depression and wanting to reach out. And I was just wondering if you had gone through a similar process of feeling this standard. And you did touch on that with the joy. Yeah. So I know that you guys reach an audience of more than just the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know the particular Christian cultures all over the world. I know they've got to be different, but I will say with a Western uh, Christianity point of view, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to remind you guys that there is biblical Christianity and there is cultural Christianity. Mm -hmm. So choose joy, always be happy, uh, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and going and getting things done. We get a lot of worldly messages. Yeah with a verse attached to it as an accessory. And we start to think that that's what 
Christianity is. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to always remember that there are definitely times when people misread verses yeah. and use them to fuel their um, worldview. Yes. And this is not like, oh, false false teachers or something. Yeah, I'm not right. trying to demonize anyone at all. Yeah. It's just I, a reminder that when you hear that, for at least uh, us in the United States, when you hear that idea of like always being happy and choose joy and happiness and um, this idea of like lack of pain and struggle yeah. and grief, it actually doesn't align to the Bible at all. Yeah. There is an entire book in the Old Testament called Lamentations mm-hmm. that is all, um, hence the name, lamenting. Yeah. It's all crying out to God in yeah. suffering, in despair, yeah. in grief. Read through some of the Psalms yeah. and King David, who wrote most of them, and is called a man after God's own heart. We've all heard that a million mm-hmm. times, but just think about that for a second, that this is somebody God looked at his heart and said, you love me. Mm-hmm. So he was a true believer, yeah. follower, and he had a messed up life. Yeah. And he um, he grieved things. Yeah. And I think that is something, especially in the Western church, that yeah. we have lost yeah. the art of grieving, yeah. of holding our pain crying, lamenting. Um, And so just, I have gone through that process a lot. I remember writing in my journal one time, if, if anxiety is a sin, like, does that mean I'm always sinning because of my mental health? And it just brought me in this long journey of trying to figure out that. And um, I guess my key takeaway when I was studying it then is it's not about feeling anxiety, even if it's not mental health. And you're like, I'm just afraid, you know, right now we're in a season of a lot of people are afraid. And I would say the same thing to them. Your fear is not evil. Yeah. What is evil is when your fear becomes idolized. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that's what the Bible is talking about when they say, um, to lay your anxiety at Jesus's feet and yeah. to do not fear is talking about not bowing down to your fear, yeah. not letting fear, anxiety, worry, doubt, control, or maneuver you around on a path, yeah. but experiencing these things and then going to God with them, yeah. which is what lament is. Yeah. We say, God, I am grieving right now. Mm-hmm. I am depressed. I am yeah. struggling. I am sick. And that goes for people with mental health or with just the average worries and cares of the world. So um, definitely have processed it. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of good books out there that you can read that are helpful with these topics. One one of my favorites is um, The Problem with Pain, Mm. which is by C.S. Lewis. Oh, wow. Um, Astonished by Mike Ayer, E-R-R-E, I believe, Mm -hmm. is another really good one. Yeah. Um, but both of those books really brought a lot of light to this subject for me. So that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Those were some fire points you just <laughs> brought up. Um, so, okay. If we could close on this and you did touch on this before, how, what advice would you give to somebody without mental health issues, someone who isn't dealing with it? What advice would you give them to help them understand? not necessarily understand, but just 
relate, relate, mm-hmm. be there, empathize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What advice? Um, I would say, and this this point can be applied in many situations. So if you're someone that's listening today and you're like, you know, I don't really know anybody with mental health issues, um, which I would be very surprised. You might <laughs> you might not realize because they yeah. may have not shared it with you. Right. But, you know, let's just say you're not aware of that. But yeah. you have other friends that are struggling with other things. Yeah. I feel like when anybody is struggling with something that you don't personally um, understand because you haven't experienced it, the first step is to just be quiet yeah. and listen. Yeah. Um, in the book of Job. Oh, amen. So uh, I think it's in chapter one or two, right <laughs> at the end of the chapter. Job, Job loses everything. He loses yeah. his good health, his family, his material goods, yeah. everything, right. except I think his wife and his life. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he is just a wreck, as you can imagine. And three of Job's friends come come to Job's house mm-hmm. and they it says I wish I knew which chapter it's in it's in one or two at the mm-hmm. end but it, it says from a distance far off they could hardly even recognize Job because of the sores on his body and yeah. the grief on his face and it says I think for like 7 days or something they sit with him in silence wow to just grieve with him yeah and that is just sometimes the thing to do. I think right. a lot of times as humans, we try to fix problems. Yes. Yep. And we it comes from a good place because right. we see our friends or our family in pain and we're like, oh, I just want to make you out of this pain. Right. But the problem is that sometimes it's better not to try to fix yeah. it. And sometimes right. it's better to just sit in it, which is really hard and uncomfortable. Yeah. But just sitting with somebody and listening or even just sitting with somebody and sometimes they don't want to talk about it. They just want to watch a movie or sit Mm -hmm. and listen to music Mm -hmm. or sit and just sit. Yeah. And as uncomfortable as that is, that can mean the world to someone who is struggling. So that's, that's the first one. And then the other one, um, is validation. Yeah. Now, what do I mean by that? Um, you do not have to agree or uh, feel the same way as mm-hmm. someone's mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. to validate them. So if I tell you, um, let's just use COVID as an yeah. example. If I come up to you and I'm like, I'm so afraid of COVID. And in your mind, Taylor, you think, well, I've seen this and that and the other. And right. I don't think it's really something to be afraid of. Yeah. Like maybe that's your thought process. Yeah. You can still validate my feelings without saying that you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that you say, yeah, I can see how you would be afraid yeah. because of what you are experiencing. Right. It's, it is an art form. <laughs> so that's why my, I start with being quiet <laughs> and listening. But really, like when your friend is sitting there or your family member is sitting there yeah. and saying like, I'm so overwhelmed. And yeah. you think, oh, God is in control. That's a good truth to tell them. Mm-hmm. It is in the right time right. and at the right place but yeah. sometimes first you just have to say yeah if I was in your struggles I could totally see why yeah. you're feeling sad or yeah. depressed yeah or simply just saying like I'm sorry that you're struggling yeah. and just empathizing with them and yeah. not trying to fix it not trying to change it not trying to give them something to pull themselves out of the right. pit with right. but just accepting that this struggling and 
especially we're talking about mental health, but even struggles in general yeah. is part of this life on this earth. Yeah. And if we try to keep getting out of it with, uh, what am I trying to say? Quick like fixes. with quick fixes or yeah. with, with a new coat of paint Yeah. versus just like sitting in it yeah. and experiencing it and moving yeah. through it. Yep. It's it's not really helpful. Yeah. It's just a Band-Aid. So yeah. that's my advice. <laughs> hey, man, Kenzie. Thank you so much for doing this podcast with me. You guys, if you are encouraged by this, please stick around for next week's podcast episode. We're going to be talking specifically on depression, and we're going to be hearing Kenzie's testimony with it and God's faithfulness through it. So we're excited to have you back for next week on that. Yeah, I'm excited. Did you want to share them with your uh, socials one more time? Sure. So Free to Be Ministries, we can you can find us on Facebook, mm-hmm. Free to Be Ministries, or on Instagram, FTB Ministries. Um, and then me, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, Kenzie Story. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find me there. Awesome. So I'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Thanks. for listening.